Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for Atlanta Business Radio. Brought to you by OnPay. Built in Atlanta, OnPay is the top-rated payroll and HR software anywhere. Get one month free at OnPay.com. Now, here's your host. Lee Cantor here, uh, another episode of Atlanta Business Radio, and this is going to be a good one. But before we get started, it's important to recognize our sponsor, OnPay. Without them, we could not be sharing these important stories. Today on Atlanta Business Radio, we have Jenna Kelly, Georgia Region President with Truist. Welcome, Jenna. Thank you, Lee. Glad to be here. Well, um, for the two people out there who don't know uh, about Truist and uh, SunTrust, BB&T, can you talk about uh, that merger and as Truist kind of um, immerses themselves in, in the marketplace and, and your vision of kind of true, the new Truist? Yes, I'd be happy to. So for anyone who, who doesn't know, Truist was created at the end of 2019 when SunTrust and BB&T merged to create uh, a new bank, Truist, which is now the sixth largest bank in the country, and you know, really committed to our purpose of inspiring and building better lives and communities. So we, we recognize that in this fast-changing world um, and the, the pace of just c- consumer preferences and the need to continually uh, you know, reinvent ourselves, if you will, to create a better client experience, we saw an opportunity to come together to create a, a bank with some more scale, uh, continued to be very purpose-driven in how we approach our clients and our communities and our teammates, and really create an opportunity to invest and uh, deliver better client experiences for all that we work with. Now, can you share a little bit about the vision of Atlanta specifically? Because SunTrust, obviously, from Atlanta, a big presence in Atlanta is any of that going to change? Is this going to be something, uh, you know, Truist is, uh, I guess, not based here in Atlanta anymore, but it is still obviously uh, the presence in Atlanta can't be ignored or denied. That's right, Lee. It is, uh, even though the headquarters for the new bank, it, it is a merger of equals. So it was important that not only did we select a, a new name, but we select a neutral new site. So the headquarters of the bank moved, but Atlanta is still very much important to the bank. It is the largest market, both in terms of um, business, uh, teammates, just, uh, you know, in a lot of different metrics. And so it is incredibly important to us that we continue to honor the, the legacy that we've had in Atlanta and that we continue to invest and do our part to, you know, like I said, with our purpose to inspire and build better lives and communities right here in, in Atlanta. And in fact, we had announced at, at merger announcement that we were going to double our investment in Atlanta. And those investments are really a combination of philanthropy, but also kind of tax credit investments in various projects just to help meet the needs of Atlanta as we want it to continue to grow and thrive. And so we uh, we announced a plan to invest $300 million over three years. And, and I'm proud to say that we are on track and on pace to, to continue to meet and exceed that commitment in Atlanta. And, and, and we're going to talk a little bit about one here that that's part of that. Yeah. So let's talk about that. It's the $22 million investment in Mercy Care. Can you talk about that uh, program and what, what it means to them? Yeah. 
Yes, I, I'm happy to. So we have uh, been part of an exciting project to help Mercy Care expand. It's a $22 million investment. You know, Mercy Care, for anyone who doesn't know, you know, really does help um, provide health care to, you know, some of our most vulnerable populations in Atlanta. And so if you think about our purpose and what we're trying to do, this, the opportunity to work with them and help them grow and really double the um, capacity and, and the, the patients that they can serve was, was just a, a great alignment of, of purpose and what we're trying to do. So Mercy Care is working on renovating their headquarters building, they're expanding their clinic space, and they're creating some additional um, adjacent space for offices and, and future expansion. Uh, as I said, it allows them to double their patient intake. And Mercy Care, you know, really um, serves um, is the only healthcare provider for the homeless in Atlanta. And so, you know, a large percentage of their um, patients are living below the poverty line or are uninsured. And so this, this whole project not only expands the ability for them to serve more patients, but it also allows them to bring on site some resources that really kind of wrap around um, those patients, you know, whether it's access to housing, workforce development, food benefits, you know, all of those services and resources that will help um, these patients and these underserved individuals, um, you know, get the, get the access that they need in all these critical services. And I think it's a great example, and it's a great way to role model kind of the mission and how an organization as large as Truist is to really helps uh, the community in a way that it may not kind of be obvious in a way that it's going to help truest. Like this is just being a good corporate citizen by helping the community as a whole, not necessarily enriching truest by having, you know, serving their clients in a, in a sense. You're helping the community, which obviously helps their clients indirectly. That's right. I mean, I think it, it it does really align with our purpose, but it also it, it sort of meets the mantra one of our original founders said, which was when you build your community, you build your bank. And that's really the role of a bank is to help our clients, um, you know, grow and thrive. And uh, we're fortunate in Atlanta that we have a, a large team, a, a very focused uh, effort on not not for profit entities. Um, and, and Mercy Care is certainly one of those. And, you know, the needs of a nonprofit may be different than the needs of a, a commercial or a, a for profit business, which are different than the needs of, you know, individuals or consumers. And so our, our approach really is how do we how do we continue to be a local um, provider and, and advisor to our clients, but marry that with expertise um, that we have as the sixth largest bank in the country. And this is a perfect example. We have a local relationship with Mercy Care, but we've got some great expertise in the area of structuring new market tax credit transactions. And those are, you know, they're complicated, but to just boil it down, I mean, they're, 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 they're financing that allow investment into urban and rural low-income areas and really provide some, you know, loans and other uh, terms that are, you know, more attractive or reduced interest rates and really help some of these community development projects happen and change the landscape of, of these areas that might not have otherwise been possible. So we were able to really bring that expertise to the table, help Mercy Care get $22 million worth of new market tax credit investment but we also combine that, Lee, with a bridge loan because there's always capital campaigns 
as part of these projects as we're out fundraising to support um, the growth and mission of nonprofits. So we provide a bridge loan to help bridge those pledges and, and the capital campaign. And then we were also able to provide a, a philanthropic grant from our foundation. So it was a great way for us to bring lots of resources to bear to help make this happen. And um, can you explain how when you do go into one of those underserved areas and then you help kind of at this level of infrastructure, how it benefits kind of the businesses that are uh, located around there, not only maybe that aren't there today, but it, it kind of creates an environment for them to kind of insert themselves into that community so that it helps kind of grow the economy of that entire neighborhood and the community around it. And it has ripple effects uh, beyond just that one effort of the one thing that you're working on. That's right. And, and, you know, we, we know that um, these issues are all interrelated and, you know, these new market tax credit projects or other projects like that, they really are community changing to your point, because they can be the, the stimulus for for additional services or additional businesses that help change a neighborhood and help you know really provide additional uh, services. For example, with this project, you know there's already a planned development adjacent to it, which will bring 270 units of affordable housing. So now we're we're addressing you know some healthcare issues. We're addressing affordable housing. We're we're bringing in some services. Um, you know, and so when you start to just help the, the community thrive, then then that will help the, the economy, if you will, thrive. And, and that's what we're all about. We want to support that. And then when those folks start living there, now there's a spot for retail that might want to open a restaurant there because there's a kind of a built in clientele right in that neighborhood that wasn't there previously that like you stop having these kind of deserts where there's no resources or any infrastructure and all of a sudden it kind of organically can mushroom out from within. That's exactly right. And I think, you know, that's, you know, not specific to mercy care, but if you look at some of the other places in Atlanta where we've been active in this, this kind of support, like the West side with West side future fund or in the Grove park neighborhood with the Grove park foundation, you know, it's how can we, how can we help revitalize a neighborhood by bringing some of these organizations, you know, Grove park, for example, similar, um, you know, new market tax credit projects that helped build a new elementary school and a YMCA and, you know, uh, there's healthcare as part of that project. And it, it starts to have a ripple effect, just like you said. So now um, what is kind of your vision of growth within the market of Atlanta in the next year, two years, five years for Truist? Uh, it seems like there's a lot of banking competition now in the market um, how do you kind of see Truist's role in this? Well, that's a great question. I think we're fortunate to be part of, of Atlanta and what is a vibrant you know, economy, uh, a lot of diversity in Atlanta in businesses and industries and opportunity. And so, you know, while we're certainly doing our part to try to help improve um, and improve the social and economic mobility in the in the parts of Atlanta that need it. We also recognize that there are other parts of the economy and, and that are booming. You know, businesses are moving here. It's been the number one state to do business. So it's a great market for, for us and, and we will continue to invest and grow here. 
clearly we're all coming out of uh, COVID and, and we've been, you know, separated and, and we've, you know, we're looking forward to sort of reopening, getting people back together um, and, and really expecting from an economic standpoint that the second half of the year as, as the economy does really uh, continue to reopen is going to be a strong one. And we think we're well positioned there in terms of our, our team and our talent, um, our strategy and how we approach our clients. And, and again, back to just, you know, anchoring on our purpose to inspire and build better lives and communities. That that is really our foundation for all that we do. So we're in a great place to uh, continue to grow here. Now, um, are you kind of, do you have a mission for yourself and your role as the Georgia region president for Truist? Like, what would you like to see Atlanta become or the Georgia region, I guess, uh, become under your kind of leadership? Well, I think, you know, my number one priority continues to be with our teammates. How do we continue to um, support them and, and, and continue on our on our journey, this merger journey that we're on? Uh, it's not you know, it's a big undertaking to merge two banks uh, of our size. And we, we really only had been together, if you will. Uh, a few months when COVID hit. So we've done a fantastic job, you know, integrating the teams, um, you know, coming together as truest to, to, you know, just align on how things like business practices and processes and strategy and all of those things. And there's, you know, more opportunity there as we, as we continue to integrate and get back together in a more normal environment. So that, that to me, I'm really happy and proud of the team and the progress that we've made. But I think we, we, you know, we continue to have opportunity as we, as we go to to further solidify um, truest and and the the growth that we can uh, capture here in Atlanta. Now, can you share for our listeners who might be deciding uh, when it comes to banking whether to go with an online bank, a community bank, a smaller bank? Like, what's the benefit of partnering with a truest? I think the benefit of partnering with the Truist really is, you know, the, just the excitement and the and the approach that we have around our purpose and how we really think about the client first and and partner uh, as one team to deliver what we need to deliver to our clients to meet their needs. You know, it's, it's a different approach if you think about the spectrum of banks out there, and there's there's probably you know something for everyone at, at various places, but I think Truist has got a great opportunity to really capture a sweet spot of, you know, yes, we're large enough to have a lot of capabilities um, and to, you know, to, to now continue to make the investments in digital and other technologies to meet all the needs of our clients. But we still have very much of a community bank mindset when it comes to how we serve our clients. We want to be, you know, engaged and involved in our communities. We want to be present. Uh, we want our clients to know who their bankers are. And so really being able to marry that local um, community bank feel with the expertise of a very large bank, we think is differentiated. And, and when you combine that with our purpose, I think it makes us a great place to bank. Um, and and we, would, we would welcome any of your listeners who would like to uh, learn more to, to let us know how we can help. So, so there's a place uh, for that small to mid-sized business owner to feel comfortable with Truist and get a true partner, a true trusted advisor and a banker that's going to kind of invest in them as well? Absolutely. 
So if somebody wanted to learn more and have more substantive conversation with somebody on your team is the best way to go to the website and then kind of drill down to where they are and go into a branch, like what's the best way to interact with you guys? Yes, I think depending on who who is listening, a branch, you can always go into a branch and ask for help. You can always go to the website, but we can also provide some links, Lee, if you want to share with your listeners, um, you know, how to how to reach us and and they're welcome to to reach out and contact me. We can we will get them to the right place. Okay, the website is truest.com. That's correct. Well, Jenna, thank you so much for your leadership and thank you for the important work that you're doing to serve Atlanta and the Georgia region. Uh, You're doing important work and we appreciate you. Well, thank you, Lee. Thanks for having me on today. All right. This is Lee Cantor. We'll see you all next time on Atlanta Business Radio. Today's episode of Atlanta Business Radio is brought to you by OnPay, Atlanta's new standard in payroll. To learn more and get your first month free, Go to onpay.com.